0: She is the youngest daughter of the beloved global icon and humanitarian Muhammad Ali, a two-time Hall of Famer and four-time undefeated boxing world champion. Her stellar record includes 24 wins, 21 of which were knockouts and zero losses. Leila Ali, our guest on This Lady Loves Sports. (laughs)
1: Welcome to this Lady Love Sports Podcast with Pat Prescott. Sports, she knows it all and is here to talk about it. So get ready to hear sports talk in a way that you've never heard before it's this lady loves sports podcast and here's your host pat prescott
0: this is pat prescott for this lady loves sports and this lady loves leila ali i cannot believe she's going to be a guest on the podcast today she's a world-class athlete as you know she's a mother of two fitness and wellness expert tv host cooking enthusiast the founder of the leila ali lifestyle brand and uh, one of my favorite athletes i just love what you've done with your career and uh, how you're moving on and doing some really exciting things too in media. Welcome.
1: Thank you. What a wonderful introduction.
0: I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good to see you here. Now, on this podcast, we really talk a lot um, about people's love affair with sports. Of course, you have one, and and I, I wonder, I want to talk to you a little bit about some of your earliest memories uh, of sport and what it meant to you and and when you knew that this was something you wanted to pursue for yourself.
1: That's an interesting story um, and it doesn't go the way most people probably would think it did. Um, Growing up in the household with my father being the greatest, uh, I was so young and you know, that was dad to me so I was really young by the time he retired from boxing so I didn't have um, that experience really seeing him train and seeing him fight and all of that and it wasn't really my interest obviously as a two and three year old, right? (laughs) So it wasn't until I um, saw saw women's boxing on television for the first time when i was 17 years old that i even knew women's boxing was a sport um, that was available I hadn't thought about it before uh-huh. you know, it was just something my dad did you know how that is um, when I saw it I immediately wanted to do it so, so there was a fire that was sparked inside of me and I was like oh my god like wildly excited like how did I not know about this because I'd always been a fighter it always been aggressive always had I think what it takes to be an athlete I know that now but hadn't participated in sports because I wasn't pushed by my mm. parents mm-hmm. um, so of course obviously You know, I saw women's boxing, went home contemplating the idea of becoming a fighter, um, but then got a little afraid, like, wait a minute, I'm not an athlete, I don't know anything about sports, and you think about the pressure and being Muhammad Ali's daughter, and I'd have to live my life publicly, which I didn't really want to do. Um, so it took me a year of contemplation and really doing some soul searching. Like, do I really want to take this leap? Um, and then I said, well, let me go to the gym and see if I even have the talent. Cause I'm not going to embarrass myself and I do not want to embarrass my father. Cause that would be an embarrassment for him. You know, <laughs> here comes his daughter behind him and just get knocked out. But, um, So I I went to the gym and started training kind of secretly, saying that I was just working out and was just trying to lose some weight, which was true. I did need to do, but I had my eyes set on on the prize already. Boxing is a great way to do that, too. Oh, yeah, (laughs) definitely. I I lost about 30 pounds. And of course, you know, it's not all about the weight. It's about being at your best and fighting form. And I needed to lose about 30 pounds in order to be in the right weight class or I would be powerful and strong and just quick and so um, anyway fell in love with it started kept training and then kind of announced to my father first and that was an interesting story and then the world and then was, that was it from there so what was that conversation like well my father had uh, heard the grapevine that I had been in the gym because once I started sparring which is actually getting in the ring training and dropped a couple guys in the gym you know because <laughs> I was just that green strong like I'm gonna throw it as hard as I can the time it landed I remember dropping this young fella and I was kind of embarrassed for Him, But that got around. Uh Oh, wait a minute. She can punch. You know, what's she trying to do? You're in the you're not just training now. You're actually getting hit and throwing punches and taking them. So my dad came in town because he didn't live in California. And he says, you know, I hear you're boxing. And I'm like, yeah. I am, Dad. And Now, let me just pause right there. I'm that child. I'm the youngest girl, the baby, and I've always done what I wanted to do, and I've always butt heads with my father. So he knew he had to approach me a certain way. He couldn't tell me not to do it, but he's going to try to indirectly talk me out of it. was his game plan, I think. So he says, you know, I hear you're boxing. I said, yeah, I am. He says, well, you know, there's going to be a lot of pressure on you. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I thought about this, you know, and I'm I'm ready to face it. And he said, well, what are you going to do if you can knock down? I'm like, well, I'm going to get back up. Like you did, you got knocked down, you got back up, and he's just like getting more and more irritated. What are you gonna do if you get knocked out? Like, that's just not gonna happen. But for the sake of this conversation, I would ask for a rematch. And he says, He got so frustrated, finally said what was really on his mind. He said, You know what? It's not for women, it's too hard, it's too tough. You know, I I don't want you to do it, basically. And I was like, Dad, I understand the way that you feel, but this is what I'm going to do. At that that point, I had already been training. I was ready to go. There was no way he was going to talk me out of it. So I didn't take it personal because at the time, looking back now as a mother... Um, on my own I know he was afraid you know the gym is a dirty grimy place full of men and shady characters why would you want your young daughter and your child's coming to you and you're thinking babe you think this you know but baby. you don't and you think you know you know teens th- you think you know this but you don't it's
0: ignorance on fire exactly
1: but I was like everybody has been that ignorance on fire at some point and this is my ignorance on fire and I'm gonna go right into it you know so that's what I did and, and he, he eventually came around and of course he supported me and came to my fights because that's what he needed to do but he did not like any moment of it i mean yeah. i'm talking about while he was in that ring he'd come into the arena and the to- crowd would chant Ali, Ali for him first. And so I'm sure that just ignited that feeling in him he used to feel as a fighter. And then I'd come in and then I know that proud feeling of now they're doing it for his daughter and then to see me in there doing my thing. Um and then that is the only a connection that we have out of all my brothers and sisters to know what it's like to get in that ring to fight to prepare everything you put your body through and the thoughts you have the night before
0: the fight, you know, so me and him connected on a deeper level. What what did what did having that personal knowledge of you know what your dad was going through do for your appreciation and respect for him
1: it's really grown as I've gotten older because at that time it was really just all about me um, you know, I was just kind of like I was young. You know, I, I was a kid, and it's like this is my life. This is what I want to do. And it took so much focus, it took so much dedication and inner strength because you know everyone had negative things to say. You're too pretty. You're a girl. You can't box. You can't do this. You can't do that. Whole world's judging you. A lot of people didn't think I genuinely wanted to fight. It's like, oh, this is a platform for you to do something else. I'm like, first of all, think about that. Why would you fight <laughs> because you want to be a model or actress? That's you I'm risking my looks. Like, so it takes a certain type of individual to get in the ring but with that you know they just don't know any better so you have to just kind of tune that out but to be so young that really made me uh strong but it also made me feel like I had something
0: something to prove yeah you know i love the relationship that uh, you have with your dad and and something that really stands out to me is uh watching his amazing homegoing service, that memorial service, which was so purposeful and had so much meaning in it, especially at a time in this country when I think we really needed that. I think it was a it was kind of a healing experience. Talk a little bit about the planning of all that and, and what you believe to be his final intention in that. Well,
1: with the question you had asked me prior, I was um, going to say that ha- I did learn a lot about my father through my career and just looking back now on... All that blood, sweat and tears that went into his I mean, that was his prime when he was boxing, when he went through everything he went that makes him so great, you know, not going to war and, you know, getting his title stripped and everything. And then here's your daughter going into that now. So probably stirred up so many feelings within him. So I have a different point of view now, just yeah. now I'm older and as a parent that it's not just, you know, I look at every like I was talking about, it being about me. Right. I was focused on that. But my father had planned how he wanted everything done you know for the most part I think it was followed Um, so because he knew he was going to at some time like we all do pass and he had there was a thick book like this is how we wanted to go that's pretty much but I wasn't involved in it um, but that's as far as I can say and it was a very overwhelming experience for the family I can imagine because you're trying to process everything my kids now really understand the magnitude of who their grandfather was as they see all these people coming out it was like sensory overload for them um so you know but the that i think he would have been proud to to see and probably would have said like that's it there's only a couple million people there not 10 yeah that would be my dad trust me he's like i want my funeral in an arena So everybody can come and people did come from around the world. I remember being at the airport and there was a gentleman there who came up to me and paid his respects. And he was like, I came from Australia. He just came by himself, didn't have a way into the event, just wanted to be there in Louisville, Kentucky outside. And I was like, wow, just shows you how many people's lives he touched. And how we all can do that in our own way, touch other people's lives. So that's what what it's all about. You don't have to be Muhammad Ali to change a life.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, you say people came from all over the world, but you cannot discount the number of people who watched it. Mm, oh, yeah. And in the world that we live in today where nothing is, everything is available, mm-hmm. you know, you you know, you're going to be able to see it. And we recorded it. We watched it. A few times because it was the kind of thing I I wanted to share with other people Mm -hmm. who didn't see it. Because it's hard to explain to somebody all of the amazing Mm -hmm. things that happened and the inclusiveness of that. And the statement that it really made about, um, you know, if you want to leave a legacy, and certainly your dad has done that in so many different ways. But it moved me because it also left, uh, it said to me he cared about what happened to the rest of Mm -hmm. us. After he was not with us anymore, mm-hmm. and that was super, super special.
1: He definitely he cared. His whole life was giving, giving back to people. Yeah. And um, you know, I think
0: that's what we. I really take from my father. Layla Ali is with us today, and Layla has a great TV show. It's the eighth season now of Homemade Simple with Layla Ali, uh, premiering on Saturday, November 3rd on OWN, which is a great network to be on.
1: It is. It's really um, fun being on Oprah's network. The show has been on for so long because it's a great show, so I'm excited to be the new host, and we're going into the second season with me. Um, It used to be a half-hour show, and it went to an hour show, which really gives us time to get into the backstories of the individuals whose homes we're making over. I get to get in the kitchen and cook with these families out of my my cookbook, (laughs) Food for Life. So I'm showing them healthy meals and ways to just kind of improve their life. So I think that it's an amazing show, amazing concept, happy to be a part of it. And yes, we are on every Saturday on OWN.
0: Not surprised at all that that TV would be something that you would do. Um, I don't know how many people were really surprised to see your acumen, though, in the kitchen.
1: They're surprised. Yeah. And you know what? It's been a it's been a journey because I've been cooking since I was 10 years old um, because my mom didn't cook. And I love to cook. I mean, I had exposure to some really good soul food because my dad had to cook. But then when my parents divorced, I had to divorce the cook. I was like, oh, no, mom. Come on. Well, she wasn't trying to get in the kitchen. So I would call my grandma on the phone and taught myself. So I'm a home cook. And then, of course, through becoming an athlete, I learned about nutrition and how the food that I ate really affected my thought process, my performance, everything. So, from then on, I was like, okay, I want to eat good food, but I don't want to sacrifice my health. So I always say in my kitchen, nutrition is king, but flavor is queen.
0: I tell you. Yeah, and when you're cooking, you know what you're eating. Yep. And that's the only way mm-hmm. you know what you're eating. Yeah, because well, all this process, additives, its not.
1: we have a lot of things being sold to us that are food-like, but it's not even food. And our bodies can't process
0: it, and we wonder why we get sick. And even if we're going to restaurants, we don't know the quality of oh, the yeah. ingredients they're using. We, You know, all those little things they stick in there that make it taste better. Oh, yeah. You know, when there are other yeah. alternates for that stuff. too. Well, you
1: see now they, and it's by law in some places, they have to put all the calories and things. And you're like, I ordered a salad and it has 2,500 calories. Like, what must they have put in this dressing to make it, you know, it's just like a salad. You know, so that's <laughs> the thing. Like you said, you got to really, you don't know what you're eating unless you prepare it yourself.
0: Now, if I'm coming to your house for dinner... What is your specialty? What are you going to make to really impress me? What
1: am What's I, on our menu? Well, it depends on the guests. But I would say that what people tend to really love of mine is my oven fried chicken wings. Because mm. who doesn't love fried chicken? But I do it in the oven. But you would not know. It's not that, oh, it's oven fried. And you're like, oh, this is okay. Like you really would have thought I fried this chicken with this process that I cook it. I would say seafood gumbo. I need gumbo. that recipe. That's, yeah, in, the yeah, book, right? That's yep. in the book, right? Huh? Yes, That's okay. in the book. That's in the book. Seafood gumbo. Um, yeah, I could, I could enter a gumbo contest. I'll mm-hmm. say that. Um, you
0: got but, the whole the filet and you, oh, girl, all of that. Yes, you know how to yes. make the roux. Oh, and, yes. Mm-hmm. You got to make it all
1: from scratch. Yes, ma'am. You know, people are buying roux now too. You can buy roux you know and
0: And what what on earth are they putting in that to make it last (laughs) but
1: i get it not everyone has time so i always try to encourage people and through my book just to try to be as healthy as you can and when you are out because we are i travel i'm out i'm eating out today because i'm out of the house all day um i'm gonna make healthy choices you know and i'm gonna make you know i went to a place that got grass-fed meat i was like great i can eat here you know so do your kids cook too My kids try to get in the kitchen with me. Um, My daughter is seven, so Mm -hmm. I still try to keep. She's that one you got to watch because she will pick up a knife and try to cut. But my my son doesn't want to hurt himself, so he's you know he's a little older. He's ten, so yeah, we do some baking mostly baking, um, which is more fun than actually cooking on the stove. Uh To a little older.
0: So what what are some of the highlights of the upcoming season? Any special shows you want us to look out for?
1: You know what I mean. Every family, every time we shoot, I'm like, wow, how are we going to top this one? But then the next family I meet and they're amazing, too, because we actually shoot two episodes a week. So I'm shooting simultaneously. Yeah. And um, these families are amazing. And it's interesting for, for me. The toughest part of the show is just remembering all the names. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I go from, from home to home. But um, I would say there's a woman that really stood out to me. Speaking of names, I can't um, think of her last name right now, but she is terminally ill. And her sister um, flew in town to take care of her and she wants to give back to her sister. So instead of doing the room for her, she brought us in to give her sister room because she said it's like it's a guest room. And she gave up her life like she gave up her life, moved all the way out here and got on the plane and takes such a good care of her. So she's like, I want my sister to have a retreat because because one of them like. She kind of punk and her sister's laid back and she's like, I just feel like I'm in a guest room. I was like, you've been here five years. It's time to get this room right. So that was a really wonderful episode because they had such amazing attitudes like you would never know. You know what she was struggling with and it really just made you through her story appreciate life appreciate your health every day, you know, because for her she never knows when it's going to be her last day.
0: Well, one of the beautiful things I think about the show is that, you know, not only there there's so many cooking shows and home shows and let's remodel and all that, mm-hmm. but to have a story mm-hmm. and that's every episode does have a story that can really touch you and and kind of put life in perspective for you. You know, when you see some of the kinds of things that people go through, some of the acts of generosity that people will extend to others, be it their family or their Mm -hmm. friends or whatever. And I'm sure that gives you a lot as a host to latch on to and, and to work with in a show. Of
1: course, well you know as as what you do um, you, when you can really buy into the people that you're working with it makes it so much more interesting where it doesn't feel like work anymore um, and then obviously we got an A team of people behind the scenes picking the right families you know, so that's great, it makes my job easier um, and like I said there's so much depth there that they make sure we have people that are relatable, you know whether you're a mom that just recently got a divorce and you have five children and you're on your own and you're trying to make men's ends meet but how much difference it makes if somebody comes in and gives you a brand new washer and dryer and redoes your kitchen and helps organize your home that really is life-changing for her because like wow now i don't have to go to the laundromat you know that's like three more hours out of my day so you know those types of stories really are heartwarming so it's more than just a makeover
0: show yeah know? So yeah. and and doing a tv show is a lot of work isn't it Did you have any idea how much work this was gonna be? I did because
1: (laughs) I've hosted multiple shows now. I mean, one of the first big shows that I hosted um, was American Gladiators with Hulk Hogan. Oh, that's right, I saw that, which was Mm. live, and I that was and that's a big show. There's a a lot going on. Production, you know, um, big energy coming from Hulk and like I'm standing next to him so I have to kind of match that when I'm more a little more monotone and laid back I actually have to turn it on for the camera uh-huh. like if you I'm always Layla but I have to take it up a notch otherwise you, on TV you just seem dull you know So you like, you're like more like your mom than yeah, your dad you say what? well <laughs> you he's different too when he's not on <laughs> you know he was not like that at home all the time so it's still him but it's a different version so because um, if I was like that all the time I wouldn't have any energy left you know so people don't realize there is a, a skill to it but on that show with Hulk Hogan, Hulk there. Hey, I'm Hulk Hogan. Like, and then I come on and go, and I'm Layla Lee. You know, so it had to be like, I'm Layla Lee. Hi. You know, you gotta give them a little, Ugh, like I have my coffee, you know, a little extra espresso in there, girl. So yeah, it was it was interesting. Then you got the live audience and they're watching you the whole time and you're getting autographs in between. So it's it's fun. But yeah, homemade simple is a lot more of a laid back situation because you're working with real families, you're in these homes with their children, with their family in their kitchen. You know, they're helping you do DIY projects. So yeah. Yeah, and we we have a lot of fun this season though. To answer your question, like um, you know, we I had one episode where I work with a stunt guy. He's a stunt man for a living, so we do something really fun, um, and it was crazy. But yeah, I was like, I never thought I'd be on Homemade Simple doing uh, stunts, TV stunts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what's
1: it like to work for Oprah? Well. I mean, we all, you know, you just say Oprah, so much comes to mind, right? She's like the top, right? As far as like just someone, she's always been someone who's inspired me because there was no limits on herself in her mind. Therefore, there are none, you know, and she's been able to just get way to the top. And um, Oprah has done a great job with her network um, because I remember when it first started and it wasn't easy. Like nothing is. But when you have this microscope on you and people just judging you and just waiting to see if you're going to make it or if you're going to fail and they're used to you like everything being so successful right away that you know I'm sure that was tough for her i can see as a woman and a overachiever and a with a, a lot of ambition and expect high expectations of herself and in the spotlight like yeah, that yeah that's what i'm saying the spotlight and that, i mean i can relate to that being who i am and going into my dad's field where other people are amateur and training for years and then they get to go get under the big lights i my first pro debut ever in the ring I had 80 different media cameras there. So they were ready to report. Is she going to get knocked down. They're going to the cameras were going to be. And I was going to be on the cover of the LA times on the canvas, but it went the other way around either way. Right? Yeah, exactly. It was like, I got the 54 second knockouts. So I was like, great. We're off to a good start here. But yeah, she turned it all around and you know, it takes a, team of people it takes you know oprah can't do it all by herself she has to rely on other people so she but being and i and i understand that too like you know picking the right people that you're going to delegate to that you can trust so when they say no you need to make these moves you're going to be able to do it
0: and i think that's one of the things i love about her she is a team builder you know she Mm -hmm. knows how to do that but i think the other thing is um of course there's the confidence But I think that when you're trying to do something that's difficult, like starting a network, I mean, how many people, I don't know who I've seen do that. I wouldn't know uh, where to start. In my life and times (laughs) ever, I wouldn't know where to start either. But what I like is her determination to see it through, Mm -hmm. to not be afraid to make the mistakes. I mean, there's so much to be learned From that, you know, Mm -hmm. that uh, you may stumble, but, you know, the, the man who walks by the side of the road, turn himself around, dust himself off and start all over again.
1: Yeah, the thing is, for me, the message I'm always trying to put out there is that everybody stumbles. Everybody does, whether you see it or not. It's just a part of life. So when you I mean, we know that. But when you remind yourself of that, it's just kind of like, OK, nobody's perfect. I don't care if you think they are, because I mean that's not how you learn. That's not how you grow. Everybody's I mean, I get more no's and I get yes for things that I pitched in the past, ideas that I had that people didn't latch on. I'm like, what? You don't see this. And it's like <laughs> sometimes it's just timing or someone else is doing a show similar to that and it's too close or, you know, so you can't take it personal. But I don't like to put all my eggs in one basket because you're not going to break all my dreams, you know, all at one time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because, you know, you do get a little down, but you can turn it back around when you have your mind right like okay this is a part of what's coming you know it's not going to be easy there's gonna be some roadblocks but we're going to find a way around them like you always do you know
0: yeah homemade simple with leila ali you can see it on saturdays at 9 a.m eastern and pacific on own so let's talk a little bit more um, about boxing. Who, who do you like right now, Woody? Are you enjoying anything you're seeing? There have been some interesting matches over the last couple of years. Yeah, you know, I'm
1: really excited about Terrence Crawford. Uh, he's a really talented fighter. He's, like, looked at amongst many people by pound for pound in the males division. I like to see women's boxing Um You know, really getting a a platform now since the Olympics, which wasn't available to me, um, which was kind of a bum. I was bummed out about that. Um, But women's boxing got. you know, was in the Olympics twice now. And so some of the girls have been able to go on and go pro. They're getting exposure. We got Clarissa Shields, African American Mm -hmm. girl from Flint is doing really well. Um, You have Katie Taylor, who I'm super impressed by. She's like one of the best I've seen. Um, She's from Ireland. She was also in the Olympics, but um, you know, just seeing these women, getting opportunities to fight on undercards and sometimes a main event is wonderful so that's what the sport always needed so to have more faces you know we can't just be one person because styles make fights and people want to see the great matchups are like you know this person's set of skills you know that person oh this is going to be good to see them fight so if you just have the one Like, that's what I ended up dealing with, you know. A lot of times people didn't know the girls I was fighting. They didn't know if it was going to be a tough fight, an easy fight, what it was. So that can only go so far, you know. So I'm glad to see now that these girls are able to fight you know with knowing you know with having some recognition
0: yeah we know everybody looked at it as a gimmick in in the beginning but it has become so much more because we're seeing really skilled fighters you know make a name for themselves in the arena yeah you see
1: i mean people a lot of times will associate where well, they would associate women with oh they're wild i've seen some wild men as well it's just a skill a skill whether you're male or female there's a lot of fighters that, and I used to say this even when I box, some of the women are like, oh, we, we don't get the exposure. There's a lot of fighters that don't get exposure, male or female. There's this handful that you see on TV, you know their name, but there's thousands of other fighters. So a lot of times the women think it's just them, but they're like, give somebody a chance, though. So, <laughs> you know, but what they, what, what's great is when they get in the ring and they put on a good show, because that's what people want to see. When you get that opportunity, you got to make people like, oh, OK, this is something I want to watch. And then if they don't, you can't worry about that. Like, I never worried about who didn't want to watch me. I'm not like... Like, watch me. Watch me. It's like I'm doing it because I love to. This is what I love to do. I. If the more people watch, the more people get to witness this knockout, the more bragging rights I have. I love it. But if not, you know, what can you do? What do you think about MMA? Um, I'm not a big fan of it. Not that I don't I don't like it. It's just not something that I, I'm not into the kicking and the blood and the you know. It's all a little that. too bloody for yeah, me. Yeah, it's a little bit much for me. Um, I could see why people like it because they know they're gonna see a good a good fight. You know whether you know it's just a whole different thing. Like boxing is a more of a sweet science. Um, so I'm I will forever always be you know a boxing fan. But um, you know I can see why it's taken off.
0: Well, I know you're a sports fan in general, too. Uh,
1: Generally, I'm to, not really, this. I'm not really, I'm not like you. Like, I'm sure you're way more into sports than I am. Um, just in this new phase of my life, you know, being a mom, being in health and wellness and cooking. And like, normally, if I am if I put on the TV, I'm going to put on on, I'm going to put on HGTV. I'm going to mm-hmm. be watching that kind of stuff because I don't mm-hmm. really sit down and watch. I kind of am cooking and dealing with the kids. And usually it's the kids and the husband that have on television, have on the TV. But um you know, sports is something that I regret I didn't do younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got involved with the Women's Sports Foundation, Billie Jean King's organization, because and was past president of, of her organization. And I I remember saying, well, I don't I don't feel right because I didn't play sports, you know, team sports and college sports and all these like a lot of athletes have. And she was like, but that's why we need you because she asked me to be. And I was like, I don't think I should be the president, but um, I'm trying to encourage. Kids to get involved in sports at a young age because of what you learn about discipline and character and and pushing past, you know, when the going gets rough. Athletes learn how to get their mind right. And that's the thing that's going to propel you in life, period, is being able to be in control of your mind because your body
0: follows, you know, your mind. Yeah. And, you know, with for young girls in especially in this social media world that we live in today. I think that that whole self-image piece is so important and self-confidence. Mm-hmm. And certainly sports can give you that. I mean, as sad of an as an athlete as I was, <laughs> I mean, when I did finally get my hit, I was like, oh, yeah. there was nothing like that. And just, I think, you know, you also learn the thing about trying to do something and learning how to do it better when you're not that great at it. But uh, some of the benefits, really, of, of being involved in sports and why you think girls, are, it's so important for girls. Well, when we
1: talk about girls and body image, definitely body image is big because when you're an athlete, you look at your body differently. You know, your body is performing for you, so you're going to look at your body and you're going to see muscle and think, wow, that's great. Whereas some people are like, oh, I don't want to look like a man. You know, but you understand what that muscle is helping you do. And, like, I remember growing up and be like, why are my hands so big? And I, you know, I have big feet too. I, I, there's no excuse for that. I mean, I'm gonna ask God. What I mean? Why did you gotta give me a size 12? It's hard to find shoes. But the hands, I understand, because I was born to knock people out. So I kind of need these. But um, you know, so it. So now when I look at my hands, I'm like, I'm good. You know, because these hands came 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 in for me when I needed them to. But um, you know, it's not so superficial how we look at ourselves, and we're not necessarily um just trying to think about a look we're thinking about more performance you know so you're gonna see women of all different shapes and sizes and different levels of muscle and all those things and it's okay you know we're gonna embrace one another opposed to be sitting around just worrying about what you're gonna look like when you put those jeans on we don't have time to be worried about that and then I would say that from a health point of view just being an athlete you're naturally going to lose some of the excess fat and the weight that you don't need that's slowing you down and you're going to you're going to tend to be at your best anyway and you're going to accept yourself for for what it is so that it helps in that area too and everything kind
0: of just balances out i think it makes you less afraid to of situations and 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 less likely to be taken advantage of or be taken for granted you know i think it's important for us not to be afraid
1: you know what comes with all of that is You know, usually if you're an athlete and if you're on a team sport, then you are going to have your mentors. You're going to have your people around you who are uplifting you when you're down, when you didn't do good, and give you that talk. And then you're able to, as a team, you know, in your in your circle, uh, people like I said that are positive and uplifting. You're going to apply that to other areas of your life, and that's where not being afraid comes in and understanding when you fail. Like, okay. I'm going to be able to work on that. I'm I'm going to do better. It's not always going to be this way. And you do learn that through sports because you win some and you lose some.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're taking your big hands and that you're cooking and that you're not knocking people out anymore.
1: I know. It always sounds bad, but hey, those are the
0: good old days, girl. But hey, yes, it doesn't sound bad at all. We enjoyed every minute of it. And I'm just glad that you've survived unscathed and that uh, this uh, second act in your life is a, a really great one. Uh, what do the kids think about the, the TV show?
1: They love it. They're actually in the opening of the show. Um, we came to my house and shot it. And they were, so they love when it comes on. They see them. Themselves. of course and, yeah, they were so much <laughs> younger you know and I'm like look how much you guys have grown so they came they've come to the set with me because of course when I'm gone and I'm like I like them to see what I'm doing and then they understand okay you're going on set okay we'll see you later what, what you know show us the makeover you did this week so they um you know I it's really important for me to be a great role model the same as my father was and the legacy he had um by you know I was really able to learn a lot from him by watching how he led his life and he's He's one of the most famous loved men in the world and you would never know it. he doesn't think he's better than anyone. He takes the time to smile at everyone. He's just a kind giving individual. So I want, you know, to every day be the person I say I want my kids to see me as and make sure that that's what they see, not just what I want them to see. And then in turn, you know, they'll go out in the world and do the same thing and just that's how I think it's so important for us as parents to realize we are shaping our children at home and everyone needs to take that responsibility. You can't, you depend on celebrities, right. music industry, athletes, none of that. You should be their first place, you know, where they're going to get that at home and discipline, meaning not, not, beating your children up but teaching them learning you know at home and then they'll be able to kind of figure the rest out
0: right you provide that example exactly. of how to live and and uh, certainly your dad had a life well lived and I know he's super proud of all the great things that you're doing and so thank are we you. thank you yeah he is I want to thank you for spending some time with us we will be watching Homemade Simple with Layla Ali and I'm getting that cookbook because I right, want girl. some of that oven fried chicken I okay. gotta have that <laughs> thanks for hanging out <laughs> thanks for having, having me today. on